0: It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods.
1: And it's
2: six on six to time. It's a Monday. Wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Okay, so I'll go ahead and get a couple of comments about the Super Bowl out of the way. And then on we go to the real news. Today's show is sponsored by the original cell phone hairbrush. Talk about looking good. Yeah, and you look good while you're brushing your hair and talking on the phone at the same time. Okay, some stuff that's discussed on this program tends to freak out certain people out there in the world who are just simply, well, not used to hearing topics like this on this program. It's supposed to kind of freak you out, isn't it? Uh, Well, but it does. I'm just kind of offering a trigger warning here. There are certain things you're going to hear on programs like this if you're just not used to it. That will just freak you out. It's called free
3: market (laughs) Radio.
4: Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer
2: does not report to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Okay, Super Bowl. Just so you know, I, I didn't watch Super Bowl. I, and in fact, I was pretty much forgetting who even played in the Super Bowl until it was mentioned on the news this morning, and by later this afternoon, I would have forgot again, so don't bother. Two things that I noticed first off for god love the woman she's so successful i admire her success but of course taylor swift is a big deal in this right because she's dating uh one of the players so she's doing a concert in tokyo huge concert sold out crowd again god bless her success i really appreciate that someone's able to achieve those levels most people don't but there are some people who they just they make it and she's made it big She's going to be remembered long after she's gone because of the heights that she's reached. But she's a member of the cult of climate change, although, uh, well, so she says anyway. She still rides around big limousines and, you know, big mansions and a private jet, which she flew about 200 times last year. So she was in, I believe, Tokyo and... She flew back all the way to Vegas just to see her boyfriend playing the Super Bowl. Now, that means after the big concert, imagine the size of the carbon footprint for the concert. Just get that, right? Yeah, to arrive for her and all of her crew, which is big, major, to arrive in Tokyo and put on a concert is a massive carbon footprint. All the people who have to get there... Then when she's done, and I'm just being there, her band, her crew, but all of the people who drove to see the concert. When all of that's done, all of that has to be packed up and shipped home. And she makes a special trip back to Vegas just to see her boyfriend play football. Yet she insists, insists that we all reduce our carbon footprint to save the planet. All right. So there's her. Next up, the president of the United States was not going to deliver. Usually there's some interview with the president before the Super Bowl. And I guess they do this because, I mean, come on, it's one of the largest audiences in television is the Super Bowl. So to try to get the president out in an interview beforehand, uh, that's a big deal uh, for the press as well as the president. But they weren't going to put this president on. You know how far he's sunk. They're not going to put him on. So instead, he delivers a message. Now, I haven't watched the message. Well, I watched part of it and then shut it off. I couldn't stand it. So he decided to do a message about shrinkflation, as he's called it. And you know about this. You've known about this for years. You buy a bag of potato chips, there's a few potato chips in it, fewer than there used to be they've shrunk down the size of certain things. Rather than reducing the price or whatever, they're trying to save money. So the companies will go ahead and put less in the container. Now you've known about this for how long? Yeah, this has been going on your entire life. You've known about this. And it's something as a consumer, it's buyer beware. As a consumer, you know, when you go to buy something, you're trying to get as much bang for your buck. And if there's some company out there who's screwing you over trying to provide less of a product for the same amount of money, you're aware of it. And if you're a smart consumer, you'll quit buying that stuff and you'll go to the people who are actually giving you your money's worth. This is what free market capitalism does. People just naturally go to the best value, the best quality, the best value, for the best price. That's naturally what people do. That's why we have free market capitalism. So the president decides to deliver a speech on shrinkflation, as if this is something you've never heard of before. And he's trying to run this as some kind of a campaign thing that he's going to run on. Excuse me, Mr. President, we've got problems here. We have real inflation, which is part of the reason that things are shrinking, Mr. President, because there's real inflation duh but then and and that's your fault, Mr. President. Then we also have a border uh crisis at the border, and what else can you think of? a massive debt under this president, shutting down major industries, including our power grids? The list goes on. We have major problems, government involvement in so much of our lives that's overburdensome. The bureaucracy is way out of control. DC, Washington, DC in general, is way out of control. And the president wants to sit down and have a little conversation with you about shrinkflation. This is his big topic. And I'm looking at this thinking, Mr. President, since you're on prime time during the Super Bowl and there's so many people watching you, how about you pick a topic that really matters? If he had addressed the border, for example, that would have been better. If actually he had addressed inflation, that would have mattered. If he had addressed the national debt and said, we're going to do something about this, that would have mattered. But to turn to us and say, well, you know, those companies out there, and then describe what shrinkflation is as if you don't know, and then say he's going to do something about it. Well, the real answer to this, Mr. President, is don't do anything about shrinkflation. Don't, don't do a thing. If you want to solve shrinkflation, let the market figure it out. The free market will figure it out. People know what to do. I know, I'm a smart enough guy. I know you are, you're smart enough. If I go to the store to buy something and I'm thinking, hang on, the price is the same, but I'm not getting the same quantity hmm, they're giving me less for the same price. No, I don't like that. I want want the same price and the same quantity and the same quality. Don't cut corners here. Because if you're going to cut corners, whatever the product is, I don't like you anymore. I want the best quality product, and I want the most for my money. Now, the company that delivers that is going to get my business. I like pointing out, and sometimes when I say what I'm about to say, people look at me with a raised eyebrow. I have never thought of it. They never thought of it this way before. The purest form of democracy is capitalism. If you want direct democracy, the purest form of democracy is capitalism. Now, normally people who don't know this, they don't think of it that way are the Democrats who like to talk about democracy you know majority rules but then they hate capitalism at the same time so they have a they have a problem with that in their head but with capitalism you get to vote every single moment of every day. Every time you spend money, you're voting. or if you don't spend money if you walk into a place and look around and go no and walk out, you just voted. You go down the grocery store aisle, you're looking for soup, let's say, and you pick a certain kind of soup because you like the quality and you're okay with that price. You just voted. Everybody you passed up, you just voted against them. So, Mr. President, if you would like to solve the shrinkflation problem, two things get government out of the economy, that'd be one, and two, let capitalism just do what it does. Getting government out of the economy will help reduce inflation. But also inflation inflation will be reduced by people just doing what they naturally do. And that's making their own decisions. Morning, i John and Jim and Casper, too. It's Wake Up, Wyoming.
3: Who put the toaster oven on six? I mean, that's not even good toast. Four is good toast. Five is burnt toast, but six. What were you cremating in my toaster oven?
0: Well, that image is going to stick with you all day. Honestly, he's just happy to be here. Catch Glenn Woods on Wake Up Wyoming. Weekdays at 6 on air on Alexa and on the Wake Up Wyoming app. 6.24 is the
2: time it's Wake Up Wyoming. Okay, so uh, real quick, if you're joining me, I was talking about Joe Biden last night. His speech to the American people his little message, which is about... I just can't believe, of all things, he picked shrinkage. Yeah, with grocery items that you buy, there's less stuff at the, uh, well, that fits full size anymore. Not just potato chips. When you go to buy stuff at the store, there might be less. And these are companies that are trying not to raise the price. So instead, they'll skimp on portion size for you. It's okay, a lot of Americans can eat less anyway. Now, I.E.D. John and Granny Canyon, Joe's upset because the size of his ice cream is smaller. You know, in general, in general, John, uh, shrinkage is a problem for men Joe Biden's age and not just of the brain. I mean, you figure if he's sitting there, wait, I think I just solved the problem. Do you think Joe Biden is getting, not just because he's old, but it's difficult for him to think anymore because he's had so much ice cream, there's brain freeze. I mean, that causes shrinkage, too, you know, of the brain. But anyway, yeah, that's a big part of his problem is shrinkage. So that's the president's message to you is, you know, those grocery stores, those, those food companies out there. Boy, they're making smaller and smaller packages. I mean, come on, that's ripping people up. Joe, you have more important things to talk about. But if you want to stick to that topic, we would not have inflation the way we do if it wasn't for government meddling in the economy. That's what caused it. There's always going to be some kind of inflation, even in a free market. But this massive inflation, which, by the way, isn't over. We're still inflating, just not as fast as when we first started. It was really bad at first. Things have slowed down, but we're still inflating too fast. So nothing has been fixed. If you want to fix it, get the government out of so much of what the government has its fingers in. And let the economy naturally do what it does. You got to trust the economy to do what it does. Now, yeah, there will be companies out there that will try deceptive practices. And consumers catch on. Consumers are not dumb. They catch on. They open up a container of something and they notice there's less in there. They can see it. They, They might get away with it. These food companies might get away with it for a little while. But then people start to notice And so, once again, the free market will fix that problem in the long run as other companies come along and say to you, hey, our product is just as good, and we give you your money's worth because of the way we produce it, we're able to cut costs. So we can give you your money's worth, and customers will go to where they can get the best product for the best price. So, sorry, Joe, don't sit there lecturing us about shrinkage at the grocery store instead let's talk about something that really matters and there's a lot going on with this country that really matters but this is the topic that he picks i'll go back and say that again though that it really is important to understand the reason we have the economic problems we're going through right now if you're driven by i know you have car dealerships and seen There's a little bit more stock in car dealerships, but most of it's used cars. Not a lot of new cars, and it's very difficult to afford any kind of new car. Thank you, government, because government shut that down. Government shopped that down. It it wasn't the economy that did. It was government that shut down the economy, that closed all of that down. And the auto industry is still trying to recover and could have recovered. But how much now has the Biden administration gotten involved in the auto industry, including trying to subsidize electric vehicles? Government is heavily involved in the auto industry now, and it's ruining it. it, The quality and cost of cars is not what it used to be. But the same thing is true for healthcare. When government got involved in healthcare, well, the quality and cost of healthcare and availability of it. I think I'll talk about that right after the news break because it is important to bring up. Healthcare was in much better shape until government decided to fix it, right? 629. Yeah, old sloppy Joe. His brain is our biggest <laughs> shrinkflation problem, says Jim and Casper. Coming up on six thirty, local news coming your way. Update on your weather forecast, and we'll finish this with the uh, healthcare conversation. How they just totally screwed us over on that too. Let's so wake up, Wyoming.
0: Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Make your voice heard at 888-97-WOODS. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio.
2: It's the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. All right, let me know real quick for those people who have been already been with me, get some other people up to speed who have just joined in. So, yeah, Joe Biden gives a little speech just before the Super or somewhere during the Super Bowl. I didn't watch it. Where he's got an opportunity to talk to the American people, and they're not going to do an interview because he can't handle it anymore, obviously. So they have him do a short message because that's as much as he can do, which ought to make you wonder, is there going to be a debate? If Trump wins this thing, and he probably is, then it'll probably be Biden versus Trump in a debate. And how is Biden going to do that? So what does Biden or his handlers pick as a topic? Shrinkflation. Because it's safe. He can't talk about the border. He screwed us all on climate change. Can't talk about that. Can't talk about the national debt. Can't talk about the economy or inflation other than the lie about it. So he talks about shrinkflation and blames corporations for it. Well, again, they would not be doing this to you, these corporations, if it wasn't for the problem of inflation. Now, Doug in Cheyenne says, been noticing a lot of shrinkflation in my wallet since Joe took office. Chet and Yoder, the broken side is the executive branch, straight up. Yeah. Well, and I have noticed a lot of shrinkage because he does eat a lot of ice cream, apparently. Yeah, it's caused shrinkage in Biden's brain, probably among other places that I don't want to know about. So I was going to mention healthcare. Now, this has been going on for quite a while. When America had really good quality, Affordable, accessible healthcare is when government was not as involved as it is today. The more government gets involved in healthcare, the more expensive it becomes, the less accessible it becomes, and the less the quality is. Now, you notice the same thing happened with college. Okay, take a look at a college education today. Harder to get one, the degrees are usually useless, outrageously expensive. That's government fixing the college system. Government fixes health care. You see what happened there. Government tries to fix energy. And what do we have? More expensive energy. And I've got a story on that, by the way. More about carbon sequestration in Wyoming making electricity more expensive for you. And you can blame the state of Wyoming also for that. And yeah, Governor Gordon too. But a big part, just the state of Wyoming for doing that to you. House and Senate. So your your utility rates are going up and energy is getting less and less reliable. Thank your government, for getting involved in energy and trying to fix it for us. But again, this is, none of these topics does Biden bring up. Instead, they give him something safe to talk about like shrinkflation. Because who doesn't agree with that, right? The other things he can't go near, he can't touch because he'd be just torn apart on that. Well, all of the things that I just mentioned, from food to energy to health care, and we can name a whole lot more. Well, if you want to fix those problems, get government mostly out of it. I say mostly because we should always have some government around to make sure the game is played fair. You're not being ripped off, for example. And I don't mean shrinkflation. I mean really ripped off. Yeah. And yeah, I want to make sure people don't pollute. CO2 is not a pollution, but let's make sure that they actually do it, whatever they're doing, in a clean way. That's all we need government for. Other than that, let the economy do what it does. And those people out there who are bad players will end up out of business. Everybody else will do well. And, yeah, the best, the cream of the crop will rise to the top, and that's good. And when someone does get successful and becomes a billionaire, as long as they did it honestly, we should congratulate them. And wonder what they did so we can mimic it ourselves and become successful as well. That's the American way. That's called the American dream, right? Okay. But Biden doesn't talk about any of these things. He talks about shrinkflation as if he's telling you something that you didn't know. You knew about it. And then what is he going to do? Step in and try to fix it or something like that? And then run on that as a campaign promise or something he achieved? Well, he's certainly going to try anyway. He really is going to try. But if that's the best they have to offer, and, you know, I'm not big on polls, uh, but I'm not too far off from believing. A latest poll shows about 80-some percent like 86%, something like that, of Americans think, yeah, this guy shouldn't run again. I mean, just look at the conditions he's in. He's just, he shouldn't run again. Which makes me say to the Democrats once again, for the love of God, find somebody else.
0: For I am a sinner in the hands of an angry
2: God. Bloody Mary, full of vodka, blessed are you among cocktails. Pray for me now, and at the hour of my death, which I hope is soon. Amen.
0: Yep, there you have it. A new level of crazy, and you heard it here first. If it's happening in Wyoming, it's on Wake Up, Wyoming with Glenn Woods from K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-Woods. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah.
1: I'm just happy to be here. 6.48
2: 6.48 to the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the ice box where Frank Gambino is waiting by. Okay, so who did you predict would win?
5: Well, I thought that San Francisco would win by uh-huh. three points on the yeah. last play of the game. Right. And what happened was is that Kansas City won by three points on the last <laughs> play oh, of the game. Okay. So, okay, so you were you were halfway there.
4: Yeah. You were half right. Yeah. So, oh, okay,
5: good. All right. I don't know. The Chiefs, yeah. Kansas City, They for the last five years, they just figure out to make plays at the end yeah they just it's uncanny i mean they just keep doing it and doing it and doing it i'm like okay and you wonder why other teams like well how why are we winning games like candace because you don't make plays at the end like they do
2: okay yeah, so, i just want everybody to remember what i told you before
5: this whoever frank's picks yeah go, the, go on the, the other, other, way, go the other, and other then, way yeah are not good game Really good game. Okay. Hey, you Denver Bronco fans, you, you, you're not going to pro- make any progress unless you're better than the Chiefs. Okay. And right now, the Chiefs are like a dynasty type thing. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Not how, how many is this for them? This is second bowl. Se- second in a row. Wow. For them, And Three of the last five. So they've been. They went on fire. Other than that, I mean, I watched a little bit of the halftime show. I didn't yeah. recognize one person. Okay. That one. Now, well, you're Watch getting the, old. Frank. Right, yeah, I know. Yeah. Watch the game. Just pretty much had sandwiches and beer. And okay. Call it good. You know.
2: I came to work tomorrow and immediately started watching all of the commercials, and there were some good ones. I didn't hardly watch any of the commercials. Yeah, okay. No, I there were some actually some very funny commercials that came on during it. So uh, I still don't understand how much they paid for thirty seconds. Some like seven million dollars for thirty seconds. $7 dollars, yeah. and a lot of that money I noticed went into putting in major name celebrities.
5: Well, of course you got to pay them.
2: Yeah, and they're going to ask for a lot of money for this.
5: Yeah, yeah. So it's seven million to air it. Yeah, and probably three or three million maybe to make it. Right. It's a, lot, it's a big investment That's there. It's a huge investment. Imbe- how long does one of these games run, including halftime? Oh, who knows? Four it's hours. It's like an all day event. Is this, isn't yeah, it? but by the time the pregame show started, it's like noon. Oh, and I again, mean, how much more can you talk no, about? No, you so. really can't. Yeah. Oh. Well, the National Football League season did end yesterday in Las Vegas, as Kansas City won their second straight Super Bowl, beating San Francisco in overtime 25-22. After the 49ers kicked a field goal on their overtime possession, the Chiefs responded with a 75-yard drive that ended with quarterback Patrick Mahomes throwing a three-yard TD pass to McCole Hartman. Mahomes had a terrific game. He was 34-46 for 333 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. He was the Super Bowl MVP, and that's the third time in his career he's been the Super Bowl MVP. For San Francisco, they had a 10 point lead in the game and just didn't score in the third quarter. That really, really hurt them. 49ers have lost two Super Bowls in the last four years and now one of five teams to lose their last three Super Bowls. Their last win in the big game was 1994. Women's college basketball, the I Wyoming mean, Cowgirls had a rough outing at Boise State on Saturday, losing 56 42 to drop them to 14 9 overall, 9 3 in Mountain West play. Boise is 16 8 and 7 4 in league play. And it was apparent that the Cowgirls needed to play better over the weekend than they did in their two previous games which they did not. Their 42-point total was the lowest output of the season. Melina Peterson had 16 points on 5 of 11 from the field for the Cowgirls, but Allison Ferg and Emily Mel- Melima went a combined 1 of 12 for 4 points. Plus, UW turned the ball over 18 times. They'll be at Colorado State on Saturday in four calls. Junior college basketball from over the weekend, the Casper College women improved to 20-5 with a 66-53 road win over Western Wyoming on Saturday in Rock Springs. Anna Sesnian Cez- uh, had 20 points for Casper, but the Bird were 2 of 18 from three-point land. Casper College men got to 17 and 8 with a 101-84 win over Western Wyoming. Abdul Bashir led the t with 32 and he was a remarkable 9 of 18 from the three-point line in that game. Both Casper College teams will be at home on Thursday to host Gillette College. The C men's basketball team out of Cheyenne lost to Central Wyoming College in Riverton on Saturday, 91-82 so they're 14 and 12. The C women beat Central Wyoming over the weekend 72-68, they're 11 and 13 and the Golden Eagle teams will host Eastern Wyoming on Saturday. High school track and Field. Casper with a huge meet on Saturday on the indoor circuit. On the girls' side, Laramie took first place in the team standings. Kelly Wall second, Trona third. A couple of freshman runners, Lainey Berryhill of Laramie and Maggie Matson of Cheyenne East, won events of the 400 and 1600 meters, respectively. For the boys, Natrona the first in the team race with Kelly Wall second, Cheyenne Central third. Trona's Caden Lee won the high jump as he cleared 6'8", and also won the triple jump at 45 feet 2 inches.
2: Okay, so uh, Super Bowl's over with. We're done with sports for the rest of the year. No, no, no. We're oh. ba-
5: Baseball is right Around the corner, yeah, well, hooray! What do, you, what, what do you do between now and baseball? Well, it's maybe like now <laughs> uh, they'll start spring training. They'll oh, be going we got to we fr- gotta do spring training. Yeah, first. They, they go and to Florida and in Arizona. to hang out. The boys of summer okay. will be starting in the Thanks spring. Each, all
2: right, thank you, Frank. Coming up on it just never ends with you, sports people, does it? Coming up on some local business that we got to talk about. We're rolling to news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. So your Wyoming utility bills, as you know, will be increasing. And it's mainly, not, all, not entirely, but mainly because of a failed project. And I'll tell you about that up next. Wake Up One. That's all. Six at time, it's Wake Up Wyoming My name's Glenn Woods, thanks for joining me Alright, we'll get into the phones in just a bit One more thing I want to get out of the way And I usually like to start a Monday off with Something that's at least a little bit more fun to listen to I've got a little bit of that, not a whole lot Today's show is sponsored by The original cell phone hairbrush Talk about looking good Yeah, and do it all while you're still talking on your phone <laughs>
4: and feel free to participate this disclaimer does not report to every person named dave just one particular day from san francisco
2: we know a lot of daves they call this show all the time and they're great people so don't call this program and complain that we use your name that would be a real dave move dave updating the story i gave you a while ago so you know you're going to have an increase in your utility rates yeah okay well oh, we're so excited about that and it's all for such a good cause and stuff right something we all agree with well, you can thank not just the governor, but your Wyoming House and Senate for this. I have a story for you on the Wake Up Wyoming site. Wyoming utility payers will are not gonna be happy, but starting this month, 145,000 of them will make a down payment on a project that will end up costing billions. If you're thinking, oh, carbon sequestration, yes. The rate increases due to the state's mandate. Now the state mandate that was passed by your House and Senate and signed by a governor to get your energy companies into carbon sequestration, and will cost each uh, coal or natural gas plant anywhere from five hundred million up to a billion dollars. We don't quite know yet to install these facilities. Now, I have had an opportunity over the past uh, few weeks here to talk to several people who are members of the House or Senate, both, either one. And I've looked them dead in the eye and said, could you do something, if you would, please, for me? Just I'm just going to ask because I've got someone in front of me who is in the House or Senate. Can we please get the hell out of this whole carbon sequestration nonsense? It's killing us here. It's killing our industries. This is not helping. Well, the update that I have, well, they said, some of them said, yeah, I have legislation that would do that. Please get it introduced. All right, so, a recent report on carbon capture found that most insulations failed outright to capture emissions, or if they did capture any, underperformed. Many such systems have just been abandoned. I have a report that's part of the story that you can click on and read. Okay. So, first off, I have had people Well, let me back up and do this. We already know CO2 is not a pollutant. In fact, it's good in the atmosphere. If anything, we could use more of it in the atmosphere, not less. It's not causing a climate crisis. There's that. But for those people who don't believe that and still want to capture it, will carbon sequestration, as this report shows, either has failed outright to capture CO2 emissions or underperformed? And many people have, as I've been on the air here, have either called the program or sent me a text on the Wake Up Wyoming app and just flat out said, that's not going to work. You're just going to pump this stuff underground and hope that it stays there? That's not going to happen. It's going to get away. And turns out, it does. Now, this whole idea is to appease and the governor, when I had him on the program and asked him about this, he, he disagreed with me that this was the plan. But this is the plan. It's to try to appease those people in the cult of climate change because we want to keep using natural gas and coal. Well, if we just capture the CO2, they won't have a problem with it anymore. We can keep using it. Okay. Those members of the cult of climate change don't care. They don't care they still want us to just not use natural gas and coal. That's it, they don't want it at all. They wanna keep it all in the ground. In fact, they hate the idea. Some carbon capture is a good idea because some of you know, CO2 can be used to pump more oil out of the ground. Now, in that case, I agree with it. What I disagree with is when government funds programs to capture CO2 to recover more oil, Let the industries do that. Get government out of it. No more government involved in any of this. This is a free market thing. CO2 is very good at getting more oil out of the ground. Because, and I think most of you know this, when they go ahead and drill and start sucking oil out of the ground, they don't get all of it. In fact, they don't even get most of it. A lot of it's still left down there. If there's only some way we could force it up. And CO2 is a great way to do that. Well, the cult of climate change fanatics, they don't like the idea that CO2 will be captured and pumped into the ground to recover more oil because they want to keep that in the ground too. That drives them absolutely nuts. But again, for companies doing this, let them do that on their own. Get government out of it. If a coal power plant wants to sell its CO2 to an oil company or if they do both coal and oil anyway, Then let them. That's their business. Keep government out of it. But let's get back to this for those people who want to pump it into the ground. I want to remind you, again, carbon capture, and I'm looking at a study here, it was found that most insulations that were doing carbon capture, either it failed outright to actually secure CO2 under the ground, Complete failure. Or it captured maybe up to 50% of it and 50% got away. Not good enough because they want it all captured. Several, quite a few systems on carbon capture have been abandoned by other states and other countries. And yet here in Wyoming, this is going to be part of your electric bill. Because going back up to the top of the story here... This project is going to cost each power company anywhere between $500 million to $1 billion, somewhere in there for each coal and natural gas plant and other such things. And you're going to pay for that. You, the Wyoming consumer, are going to pay for these carbon capture facilities. Now, once again, if you want to know who you can blame for this, well, yes, if you want to point at your governor and say, him, yeah, okay. But also ask, why did the Wyoming House and Senate pass this nonsense? All right. Well, that's why whenever I run into a state legislator, House or Senate, doesn't matter. At some point during the conversation, I'll stop and say, can we just get out of this? I mean, if you can pass a law to make something happen, well, then you can repeal the law. That can certainly take place. Now, I know it's difficult to do with this governor that we have right now. But this can be done. Let's just get out of this and quit doing it. Not only is it a waste of time and resources, but once again, our energy costs go up. And for what reason? Nothing that actually makes any kind of sense. It just drives our energy costs right through the roof. For no good reason.
6: You can't control how good a day you're going to have, but you can control how weird a day everybody else has. Be the weirdest, most confusing, unhinged part of everybody's day.
0: Admit it. You were hoping somebody would say that. This show contains sarcasm that some listeners may find disturbing. A sense of humor is advised. Chat with Glenn live on the Wake Up Wyoming app.
2: 7:20 is the time. It's wake up Wyoming. All right, so I got some. I I think uh, interesting news for you on the gun front, and it involves a world famous minister. Your favorite song. Oh,
1: I like guns. I like the way they look. I like the shiny steel and the polished wood. I don't care if they're big or small. they Therefore, say, well, hell, I want them all. I like guns. I like
2: guns. I like guns. Joel Olstein, And whenever I say Joel Olstein, I think of Ovaltine for some reason. Like it should be some chocolatey warm drink that you enjoy on a cold winter's day. But no, that's the name of this guy, Osteen. His Lakewood church is world famous. And he preaches a lot that has to do with success and so on. And I don't know. There's people who really think he's great. And there's other people who absolutely hate him. And I don't know. Anything, either side of it, I don't pay attention to that. I just know that he's very successful, and his church is huge. Well, okay. Two people were injured, and one suspect was killed during a shooting at Joel Osteen's Lakewood Church Sunday afternoon. During a press conference, the police chief said, The shooting began at 1.53 p.m., It happened at around the time that the Spanish-language church was serving its, or about to start its schedule. The suspect, who was a woman, entered the church with a long rifle. She was wearing a backpack and a trench coat and was accompanied by a small child, about four to five years old. Ooh, that's creepy. After she began shooting, here we go, this is the important part, Two off duty police officers engaged the woman and returned fire. She was pronounced dead at the scene. They stopped her. So, in other words, a couple of good guys with guns in the church stopped this woman. Police say that two people were injured, including a 57 year old man who was shot in the leg. The child that the shooter came with was also injured and remains in critical condition. I see the. Someone had mentioned a bomb in a church. I don't know about that. Once uh, she went down, officers reported back that she was uh, threatening and she had a bomb again. So they searched the vehicle and called the bomb squad. I don't know what the situation on that. They they say no explosives. Okay. <clears throat> Police said after the shooting, there appears to be an isolated instance, they believe. No further threat to the public after that. During the press conference, the senior pastor, Joel Osteen, thanked law enforcement and said he was devastated by the shooting. Okay, and then he talks about evil and so on. What I take away from this is, all right, so here comes some woman who's got some issue, some disorder, obviously. Walks into the church with a rifle. Again, the kid thing? Wow, I'd like to know more about that. And decides she's going to shoot up the place. Now, I don't really care if they're police officers or not. What I see is, because they're off-duty anyway, but there's, and I know there's no such thing as an off-duty cop, but I don't care if they're police officers or not. A couple of good guys with guns stopped her. Now, for those who would like to make the church a gun-free zone, and there are people who do want to make a church like that a gun-free zone. It's a public place. You don't want guns in there. Well, the, the woman obviously doesn't care. She's going to walk in with a gun. And the only way to stop her is there's got to be somebody else who can shoot back. And this time, two guys shot back. And again, even if they weren't police officers, and this is not the first time I've told a story. There's been other stories where somebody walks into a church intending to shoot the place up, thinking that the church is defenseless. And one of the members of the congregation somewhere will stand up because they brought a gun into the church and they shoot back and save the congregation. I've told stories like this many times throughout my career in talk radio. So this is not the first time this has happened. So for all of the anti-gun crowd out there, keep in mind the reason that so many lives were saved that day is there were a couple of good guys who were able to return fire. All right, now, on that note, New York's oldest gun manufacturer is shutting down in New York. Every one of you gun owners out there knows the name Remington. Remington began in New York two centuries ago, and a generation of workers have turned out rifles. The story says shotguns, massive firearms factory in the middle of blue-collar village, in the heart of New York City's Mohawk Valley. Now residents are bracing. Because Remington is leaving, ending that era. They've been there for so long. In fact, Remington forged his first rifle back in 1816. The nation's oldest gunmaker has announced plans to shutter the facility in the company's originally home, original home, citing steep costs of running the historic plant. They've consolidated their operations in Georgia, uh, a state that the company says is friendlier to the firearms industry. They should have come to Wyoming. I know, we should have had them here. All right, so they didn't. But once again, this is yet another gun. There's a Massachusetts gun manufacturer that's leaving Massachusetts. There were a couple of California gun manufacturers, one of them located here in Wyoming. And then there's Magpul, who moved up from Colorado into Wyoming. But she has her moving out and getting into the red states where they can continue to do what they do. Okay, so, oh, there's one other... This has nothing to do with guns, but Elon Musk is pulling out of Delaware and heading to Nevada. He has a company there where it's a corporate home for one of his companies. A judge struck down... Musk wanted to pay $55.8 billion. In a pay package to a the CEO of Tesla, I know that's a lot of money, and the judge said you're not allowed to do that. <clears throat> and Elon Musk is saying I can pay him what I want, and so he's leaving for Nevada so he can. This uh, the physical headquarters in California. Part of it moved to Texas, some of it moved to other. Te- um, SpaceX moved out of California. There is also, let me say, there's an Austin based for Tesla. He might do that as well. But you get the idea. There's all of these different companies that are packing up and moving out of more of the red states. I'm sorry, the blue states, going to the red states. At least I didn't say the green states like the president. They're moving out of the blue states, going to the red states, because there's more freedom to do business, whether a gun manufacturer or not. They've just had enough of this, and they're just going somewhere else. That's just enough already. They need to make a living. That's why Florida is booming and California continues to shrink. At some point, you would think that these blue states would learn some kind of lesson out of this and start making changes. But they never do. They just keep running off the big businesses, the big corporations, the big money. That's okay. Red states will be happy to absorb them. Just remember, guys, when you come to the red states, do not bring your politics with you. Remember what drove you off. Coming up on some local business we got to take care of. We're going to roll into news time. National local update on your weather forecast. You and I roll back into it after that. 7.45 Dawn Day is going to be on. We're going to talk about the weather for this week, which starts off really nice. Then we get into some winter stuff, which we actually need. He'll explain all of this. Wake up Wyoming.
0: This program is intended for immature audiences only wake up wyoming with glenn woods weekdays at six on air on alexa and 24 7 on the wake up wyoming app
2: Six of time, it's Wake Up, Wyoming. All right, so I was talking. I said, oh, Dan and Cheyenne, I'm listening on the app. Okay, I will go ahead and let somebody know, Dan. I appreciate that. So, hang on, let me send a message to Miss Mary. Uh, Okay, and she'll check into it. There you go, Miss Mary. A note from Dan. So okay, uh, I was talking about some uh, companies that are leaving. They're leaving the blue states, not the green states, according to the president. I don't even know what that is. They're leaving the blue states and they're coming over to red states. And my reaction is, come on over, please do start your companies here. Do me a favor, just don't bring your politics with you when you do that, right? And what I really mean by that, I've changed my message a little bit over the years. I'm not trying to convince everybody to go all out conservative or even don't put on a MAGA hat because a lot of liberals don't want to hear that. I know you love Trump, but a lot of liberals don't want to hear that. Instead, I I refine my message a little bit. Quit voting for big government. Just stop. Look, I've even seen Republicans doing the big government thing. We've seen that here in Wyoming. In, in fact, I started this hour by talking about Wyoming's carbon sequestration plans, which is big government intervention. If they were true Republicans, they wouldn't be doing that. They wouldn't even get involved in it. If a company wants to sequester carbon, that's their business. Government doesn't mandate stuff like that. Quit voting for big government. Whenever you see someone or hear someone, a politician, who wants all sorts of big government things understand that they're the last person that should be in government because they don't know what they're doing. And I've talked about this before. These people don't know. They're usually not very smart, highly inept, many times corrupt. But even if they're decent, rather smart people, and there's a few out there, there is no way that they can regulate and run every kind of business that's out there. And so they shouldn't. That's why the business of government needs to be just a few basic things. Again, we have uh, military to protect our borders, police and fire department, sure. Yeah, we can let them do some roads and bridges and infrastructure, fine. Other than that, they really shouldn't be doing a whole lot in government. They honestly shouldn't. And they shouldn't be there constantly trying to pass laws, just enough. So if you want to do anything, if you're leaving a blue state and coming to a red state, vote for smaller government. That will fix your problem. Hey, Colorado, I know know a lot of people in Colorado listen to this program. Vote for smaller government. I don't care if there's a D or an R by their name. Listen to what that person wants to do once they get into office. And the more they want to do, the more you understand they want big government. And government doesn't know how to solve your problems. They just make everything worse. I uh, argued, in fact, earlier this morning, take a look at our healthcare system, which is a mess. Our energy infrastructure is falling apart. Thank you, government. The auto industry is a mess. Thank you, government. Manufacturing is a mess. Thank you, big government. Schools, from public schools to universities. What a mess. Inflation, just trying to do business in general in America, is, is more and more difficult every single day. Thank you, government. Every time they get in and try to fix something, they don't. They make it worse. So that's why I say, even to a lot of liberals that I know, I'm not trying to get you to go all out conservative. If you disagree with conservatism, that's fine. You go live that, if that's what you believe in. Do not vote for bigger government, because these people don't know what they're doing. If you want to fix health care, that's great. I want to fix health care, too. But I understand government only makes health care worse, not better. They honestly are just making it worse, not better. So vote for a smaller government. Whatever your beliefs are, whatever they might be, I don't care. I don't care what your ideology is, your religion is or lack thereof, whatever the case is. Vote for freedom and liberty, which means limited government. Those people who want government to solve every single problem that they have and also make everything fair. That person's making more money than me, and that's not fair. That crowd. Those are the ones who are always voting for big government. They want to solve something, so government has to. Well, if you want your problems, whether real or fake perceived you know, problems, if you want them solved, you're going to have to go do that yourself because government is just going to make it worse.
3: Hello. I finished my free trial of adulting. I'm no longer interested. I'd like to cancel my subscription. Is there a manager that I can talk to?
0: Admit it. You were hoping somebody would say that. When you need to know quicker than the morning paper or the 5 o'clock news, you need Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Mornings on K2 Radio. Seven
2: forty-five is the time. It's wake up Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Don Day from Day Weather. Okay, so
6: we start off really, really nice here today, don't we? Yeah, there's not uh, much going on here on this Monday. There's gonna be a little bit of stuff, a little bit of snow shower activity up north, but a lot of the state today can have a quiet Monday.
2: Okay, then we just can just what slowly cool down and get wetter as the week goes on.
6: Well, we're gonna have a couple of things happening. First okay. of all, winds aloft are gonna start coming in from the northwest. That is going to push a uh, system out of Montana into northern Wyoming later today and tomorrow. Hence that chance for some snow showers up in the the northern part of the state later today, tonight and the Tuesday. But that first system isn't really going to be directed south more towards the east and uh, will miss basically the rest of the state. But another system comes in behind it. That one's going to have a bit more of a push to it and it will go more south across the state. And what we're going to see as we get on into late Wednesday night and Thursday, snow will increase along the I-90 corridor. And then as we get into Thursday and Friday, we'll see snow spread across the central and the south. It's not a a big storm by any means, but it's uh, a pattern we haven't seen a lot this winter where the weather comes in from the northwest. So this is going to make it colder. And uh, by the end of the week, most areas of the state will have some light to moderate snowfall again. Not a big system, but uh, travel later in the week is going to be impacted by this. But
2: isn't that typical for this time of year?
6: It really is. Yeah. I mean, we're very much in a pretty typical uh, pattern here for the middle of February. Uh, pattern is getting more busy. I mean, we've seen over the last week or so, and uh, as we get into next week, while there's two or three days between systems, we still see systems coming so as we go through the rest of february into early march uh it's going to be about what you'd expect it to be this time
2: of okay year. so you see if the weather wants to take the tact of just continuing with these little systems over and over again i think people prefer that over the one big system that shuts us down for a couple of days
6: yeah we'll get that in march oh okay <laughs> do you have all that already
2: scheduled in yeah, I've got it penciled in already. Yeah, okay. You ever watch the TV show Family Guy? No. There's a weatherman that they have. They have the local news station. Steve, what's the weather? It's going to rain. That was it. That's his forecast.
6: <laughs> you know,
2: you could do that, but then again, what's the fun? You don't get to explain yourself, right?
6: Well, yeah, exactly mm-hmm. right. You yeah. know, it's like uh, for those folks who remember George Carlin, you know, yeah. he had to... Uh, the hippy-dippy weather, man. You know, it's going to be dark tonight, light tomorrow. <laughs> there you go. That's all you
2: need know. All right. Thank you, Don. Have a good week. Don Day from Day Weather. So, okay. That's the idea. These little systems for a while, but he predicts March. Oh, if we go to talk to Frank Gambino. Frank, L- I Little
5: know. systems. Let me tell you about a little system. Yeah. Coming back on Friday, yeah. I was coming back from South Dakota, and I ran into a major snow squall. Oh, wow. Okay. It took me... Two hours mm. to get from Gillette to Midwest. Wow. See, this is what I was and explaining. And it snowed yeah. continuously yeah. for an hour and 45 minutes
2: yeah. on this journey. This is what I was explaining to someone just recently. There is this little area that's been a bubble of niceness. But outside of the
5: bubble, everybody else has been experiencing wintertime. Uh, I, I, I can tell you, winter was alive and well. Yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. That's that's that wasn't very much fun at who, all. Who I don't know. Uh, I just think it had something to do
2: with Taylor Swift. Who is the guy who is screaming at his coach during the Super Bowl? That's Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Oh, Okay, uh, all right. So, um, th- what was he screaming about?
5: I think he said, "Hey, I want the ball. Throw me the ball." Okay, Why I can't think you he throw was. Throw me the ball. No, no,
2: I think he was saying, "If we don't win this game." Taylor's going to break up with me and write a song about
5: me. No, t- oh. t- Taylor knows where the... Yeah. Okay. She's, she's not going anywhere. Either. I
2: just see his face
5: all over the place. Oh, no, is in commercials now? I mean... Yeah. All, yeah. No, 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 I mean yelling at the coach. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, he would. things got kind of yeah. heated for a grand total of 15 seconds. Oh,
2: 15 seconds is going to get him a lot of fame, I guess, over time. But now, for that 15 seconds, does anybody really know what it was about?
5: maybe somebody should ask him.
2: Yeah, I would like to see that because the memes are out there and a lot of people are saying things about him. Maybe he wasn't even angrily yelling at the coach.
5: Well, it kind of gave him a little bit of a shove there, so they must know each other. I, I guess yeah. what I what I did read is, like, all right, you know what? Cooler heads prevailed and yeah. let's move on. And We won the Super Bowl and everyone will shake hands and everything's fine.
2: I figured maybe the water boy said something bad about him, and he went over to tell.
5: No, I'm thinking uh, okay. it was something with the offense. Say, hey, um, I need to have the ball thrown to me.
2: Okay. For All us right. to now, win. I don't know which side he's on. Did he
5: win? Yes, he did. He did. Okay. So Taylor's happy with him. Very much so. So you didn't, okay. you know, like I like I said. Yeah. Those. Br- Media attention things are all driven by Twitter. Absolutely. They are. So after the game, how many pictures did you see Uh, of Kelsey and Taylor Swift on the field? Of course, yeah. How did she she do that from way up in that that booth and then all the way down to the field so fast? And she... Well, I don't know. Maybe she used her private jet that she flew back from Tokyo to watch the game. Nine time zones she went through. How about that? Well, the National Football League season didn't end yesterday with the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Kansas City won their second straight Super Bowl, beating San Francisco in overtime 25-22. After the 49ers kicked the field goal in their overtime possession, the Chiefs responded with a 75-yard drive that ended with quarterback Patrick Mahomes throwing a three-yard TD pass to Nicole Hartman. Mahomes had a terrific game going 34 46 for 333 yards two touchdowns and an interception he was named the super bowl mvp for the third time in his career for san francisco they had a 10 point lead but you didn't score in the third quarter, and it really hurt. 49ers have lost two Super Bowls in the last four years, and one of five teams now to lose their last three Super Bowls. The last one came, the last win for them in the Super Bowl was 1994. Women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls, with a rough outing at Boise State on Saturday, losing 56-42, to drop to 14-9 overall, 9-3 and in Mountain West play. Boise is 16-8 overall, 7-4 and in league play. It was it was apparent even to be, before the game, really, that the Cowgirls needed to play better than they had in their two previous Congress. uh, and that really didn't Happened as they had 42 points. That was their lowest output of the season. Melina Peterson had 16 points on 5 of 11 from the field, but Allison Furtick and Emily Melama went a combined 1 of 12 for 4 points. Plus, UW turned the ball over 18 times, and they'll be at Colorado State on Saturday in Fort Collins. In junior college basketball from over the weekend, the Casper College women improved the 20-5 on the year with a 66-53 road win over Western Wyoming on Saturday in Rock Springs, and Sassani had 20 points for Casper, but the birds were 2 of 18 from 3 point Land. The Casper College men, 17-8 with a 101-84 win over Western Wyoming. Abdul Bashir, led the T-Birds with 32. He was a remarkable 9-of-18 from the three-point line. Both Casper College teams will be at home on Thursday to host select College. The LCCC men's basketball program out of Cheyenne lost to Central Wyoming College in Riverton over the weekend, 91-82, so they're 14-12. The LCCC women beat Central Wyoming over the weekend, 72-68. They're 11-13. The Golden Eagle teams will host Eastern Wyoming from Torrington on Saturday. High school indoor track and Casper had a huge meet on Saturday. On the girls' side, Laramie took first place in the team standings with Kelly Walls second and Natrona third. A couple of freshman runners, Lady Barry Hill of Laramie and Maggie Matson of Cheyenne East, won events, the 400 and 1600 meters, respectively. For the boys, Natrona took first, Kellywall second, Cheyenne Central third. Natrona's Kaden Lee won the high jump, and he cleared 6'8". He also won the triple jump at 45 feet, 2 inches.
2: Okay, so is there a lull between now and spring training,
5: or just spring be, training? They're, they're gonna, those guys are going to start reporting here, like, soon, if not now. Oh, okay. So so they'll start playing those games, and the season basically starts the first week of April. Yeah. You know? So we do have basketball and hockey. Oh, okay. At
2: least you have something,
5: Frank. No, I mean, oh, no, no, there's no gaps. None. Okay. None.
2: None. All right. There's I always something. Don't want to see you downstairs pacing back and forth waiting for the next M- season. Maybe you do. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Thank you. Coming up on some guy gets lonely if he doesn't have sports. Let's wake up my own the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It's a Monday. Welcome to it. We've now entered the most dangerous time of this program, which I do every day. Many hosts only give you open phones on Friday. For me, there's a little bit of it every single day. Which means, at this time, you can go ahead and change the subject, interrupt me if you have to. That's fine by me.
4: Morning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. (laughs) Dave, <clears throat> all right, strap in, and let's do this thing.
2: late 97 woods a phone number. That's 888 woods You can talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. So first, I'm just going to take a moment to make fun of the cult of climate change. I know, Greta. How dare you? She just can't handle it when you criticize. Not open to a reasonable debate, that young lady. She's just not. How dare
0: you?
2: So, okay, this is a guy that I've been following for quite a few years. His name is Remy. And Remy is a real libertarian kind of guy. So my kind of guy. And he just put together, he does parody songs and rap and stuff like that. So multi-talented. This one. In, is making fun of the just-say-no-to-oil crowd. So these are the protesters, mostly in Europe, but they want all petroleum kept in the ground, all oil, all of it. It all has to just be kept in the ground, never drill or suck any more oil of the ground, out of the, at all, never. And they don't realize what they're asking for. They don't understand how much of their lives are run by this stuff and where we would be without it. Which is where Remy's coming from.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. We're here to protest your immoral use of oil, despite the fact there's all all of my chain, my chain. all all of my ring, my all all of my watch. My watch. Don't believe, me, just watch. Don't believe me, just watch. Don't believe me, just watch. Don't believe me, just watch. I got an old hat and an old shirt to all signs I'm holding them. I got socks, shades, and shoes on all made of petroleum. There's oil in my gummies, so oil in my tummy. Oil in the phone, I used to call my mom for money. The ink on my side, all these lenses for my side, all these pants and this asphalt, this glue I glued my ass all This, all all of my chain, my chain. all all of my ring, my all all of my watch. my watch. Don't believe me, just watch. look Don't believe me, just watch. look look, Don't believe me, just watch my name's protester too and people tell me that i'm crazy but i'm not a bro who's local no it's just that i am lazy i was sitting at home stoic my friend called before you know it he said bro get down here quick they just made sitting down heroic so i grab my old keys or sunscreen or wallet and backpack and if i reincarnate as a pod i call the kettle black got in my only EV and slammed the old painted door and started judging all of you through my petroleum bullhorn because there's all, all of my chain, my chain. all, all of my rank. my rank, all, all of my white. don't believe me, just watch, Look at look don't believe me, just watch, don't believe me, just watch, look-a, look-a, look-a. don't believe me, just watch. Look-a, 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 look-a. I'm late to work. I'll get fired. My patient's dying. Look. You all should have thought of that before. I never read a book. I do not have colon cancer. No, for certain. That's a fact I can't confirm. Because I spent life with my head squarely up my...
2: So, (laughs) the gist of that was everything that these just say no to oil kids are protesting is made from oil. Everything they're wearing... Even the bullhorn they use in the cell phones that they protest with. All made from petroleum. Go ahead and throw some soup at a famous painting. Hey, uh, where would all of that be without oil? That soup can, the soup inside it, all that kind of stuff. Can you make that with oil? Yeah, but you're not going to be able to show up in a grocery store and buy it in a can. Surprised they didn't make homemade soup? Oh, but then they would probably have to cook it on natural gas or something like that. So that would just drive them crazy. Now, they're not the only people who believe... In the end times, Apocalypse. So
4: put on your respirator And let's fix that generator And while we're out, we'll mend our fences too See, I'm not afraid of dying Just got reasons for surviving I want one more day in the apocalypse with you
2: so a poll was said I, yeah, I know, you, I'm not all that into polls But sometimes it's kind of interesting what they ask So I look at them Is doomsday inevitable? Majority have no faith in government That's good, I wish they would vote more like that Asian politicians, I don't think we'll save them Story says, well, you, it's the aging politicians That are driving them towards a the doomsday Here's the story With the infamous doomsday clock, remember that, started during the nuclear era. Only 90 seconds away from midnight. Polls continue to show overwhelming number of Americans distrust the federal government to save them from a global emergency. That would be smart. If you don't trust them to save you, that is really smart. My question then is, so what are you doing to save yourself? Now, for those who are around to remember Hurricane Katrina... That's a great question. I mean, Think about Hurricane Katrina. Why can't I say that? Hurricane Katrina hit New Orleans, and those people who were smart enough saw it coming and got out of the way. There were some people who were dumb enough to stay. Now, some of those who stayed were prepared. They made sure to prepare for a hurricane, and they did okay. There were some people who were not prepared at all, and they wound up in deep trouble. And so, when government came along and said, "Well, we're going to help you," oh, remember, government was supposed to make sure those levees were fixed and ready for a major hurricane. The Bush administration had sent the government, the mayor of New Orleans, to shore up those berms to make sure that, well, you know, New Orleans is a little bit below sea level, to make sure that they were never flooded out by a major storm. And that money was misspent. By the mayor of New Orleans. So you can blame your government for the flooding of the city in the first place. And then when government said, well, everybody go downtown to the stadium and we'll get you. And that didn't happen. And people were starting to die. This is your government for you. If you don't trust your government to save you during an emergency, then what are you doing to save yourself? So the story says these misgivings are unlikely to fade after the release of an unnerving report saying president joe biden's memory was significantly limited quote at trial mr biden would likely present himself to a jury as he did during our interview of him as a sympathetic well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory according to a special counsel you heard about that all last week so Uh, The stunning claims, the story says, surely did add fuel to the fire that the United States and possibly the rest of the world is not prepared to handle the threat that could wipe out civilization. One survey said 71% of Americans distrust government's ability to support the population in a doomsday scenario. Look at COVID. I don't need to say any more. Story says climate change ranked as the top doomsday scenario. See, you see how the cult of climate change has gotten into this. With 56% of participants believing uh, severe weather events and extreme temperatures will end the world. See, I don't actually think that many people believe it. I do think there are those who do believe it. But I don't think that most pe- people think this. All right. Natural disasters, 47% disease, 37% among the top concerns likely to cause a global catastrophe. With social media, 17% playing a significant role in the doomsday scenario. According to the May 2023 poll of 6,200 American respondents in Arizona, they had the highest levels of distrust of federal government's ability. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <clears throat> Arizona beat out Wyoming. We should have a higher mistrust of... All right. Kansas, 78% of the people in Kansas mistrusted the government. Alabama, 77%. Pennsylvania, 77%. Oregon, 76% of Oregonians distrust the government. Interesting. Okay, so we're not... Wyoming's not mentioned in there. I doubt they really did a survey of us in that case. Because I think if they had surveyed the people in Wyoming... We would be probably at the top of the list, or we should be. I mean, if we're not, we need to fix that. Now one hello, I think my friend just died. Okay, I understand. First things first, make sure he's dead, okay? Okay, I got it. Okay,
0: now what? Well, that image is going to stick with you all. Wake Up Wyoming goes anywhere you do with the Wake Up Wyoming app. Free download for Apple and Android. This is K2 Radio.
2: 821 is the time. Wake up my own All right, so I told you a little while ago over in San Francisco, they decided to go ahead and uh, build a public toilet, which is a one stall. Right? Just, it's just a little building with one stall. It's a toilet and a sink. That's it. And years go by, and you're going to spend millions of dollars on this thing. A lot of... I mean, uh, what was the last number I gave you? Like $8 million something like that? Yeah, and they're still planning... Not planning to get it done until like 2025. Maybe later, though. But they've been working on this for years. And it's not that hard to do. Now, I'd ask you guys who are in the construction industry... If I was a mayor... And we needed a little toilet facility. A permanent structure in a park. So, I decide to take bids. We don't need to have some big county commission meeting on this, we don't need to have committees. We want a public toilet there? All those in favor? Yeah, okay, I got this. As your mayor, I got this. And I would just tell my secretary, let's say that happened on Friday, on Monday, go contact every kind of company out there that would build a facility like this, and I'm looking for bids. And I want bids by Friday. So they have a week to get bids in. And all it is is a nice little walk-in facility. Close the door. There's a toilet in the sink. Let them tell me what they plan to do and how much. Then I wanted to know how long would it take to build something like this. And some people who are in the construction industry. And I said, let's assume that you as a construction company had time to get right on it most don't most will put us on a waiting list because they have other projects but we'll just say that you have time to do this right away so assuming that's the case how long would it take to get it done and the average answer i got is give us two weeks because they're going to spend one week getting all the materials together plus that cement has to cure and then you put everything else together they said two weeks we can have it done for you okay cool Meantime, San Francisco has taken years, and it's still going to take several more years. And again, I think I, I remember saying something like $8 million, something like that. Let's go to Seattle. Seattle's going to spend $1.8 million on an all-gender waterfront bathroom facility, whatever that means. Well, let's see. <clears throat> the city of Seattle will spend $1.8 million to construct an all-gender bathroom facility and near the waterfront, the facility will consist of six individual all-gender stalls, including a accessible stall. The breakdown $1.8 million facility sees about $300,000 for each all-gender bathroom stall. Notice that they have to put it that way. But each stall for someone to go in and do their business, when nature calls, $300,000 each. Waterfront Seattle called the Center Square, which is a news organization, in an email said that the 1.8 million is being awarded to a construction company funded by a mix of local improvement director boards and other city funding. As okay funds, and they talk about where the money's coming from. Not all is coming directly from the city. Funds from the Seattle Office of Waterfront and Civic Projects construction is planned to begin. They're going to begin construction in 2024, and they say it'll take about nine months to complete the whole thing. In a statement, director of the Waterfront Civic Products said the city's waterfront park will attract many thousands of visitors around the world, and the six stall bathroom facility will ensure public spaces provided for when nature calls. The restroom will be situated adjacent to and it talks about where it is you and i don't know and the restroom facility when it's completed will be staffed part-time 7 a.m till 10 p.m the restroom will be cleaned and maintained daily and why the staff and locked outside door and operating hours and say they expect to get this done by early 2025 i bet they don't But once again, this is what happens when government goes to build a toilet facility. So they're expecting about $300,000 a stall. Now I understand if we go to Washington state, especially to Seattle, things are more expensive there. It's just more expensive than here in Wyoming. But again, for those in the construction industry, now when I say separate stall, do not picture an open room with uh just you know wooden dividers between or whatever indoors we're talking i think i think uh, this facility will have if they have eight they're going to have a door and a separate room for each one okay but still three hundred thousand dollars per 1.8 million i would bet if i got some wyoming construction company could you build this facility with that many toilets for people to use could you build that for under $300,000 per stall could you build that for under 1.8 million and I would bet the answer is well of course you could then the idea well you need to staff this thing you need to have somebody who's almost full-time to work there I do understand you're gonna have to keep it clean you're going to have to someone have someone go in there on a daily basis to clean that up. And if you ever walked into uh, a public toilet facility, you'll see what I mean. People can be pretty disgusting, especially when they don't own a place. I mean, you ought to see what people do when they do own a place. But when they don't own a place, it can be really nasty. So to have someone show up even a couple of times a day and clean things up, I get it. I totally get it. But uh, you got to staff it for how long? Okay. So that's just the curious question of could you do this for a whole lot less money and could you have gotten it complete in a whole lot less time and i would bet the answer to that is well yeah you could i understand building a, a permanent facility although i don't know what the price for this is but i've seen many cities that just decide ah We'll just rent porta potties from a porta potty company, it'll be a whole lot easier. I've seen that too, and it works really well for a lot of cities. Once again, if you wanted to do something, if this was a private park, a private park. The public's allowed to come in, but it's run by a private company. I guarantee it wouldn't cost this much time or money guarantee it coming up on local news right after local news update on your weather forecast you and i get back into it again triple 897 woods it's 888 w o o d s wake up wyoming
0: something to say to Glenn use the chat on the wake up Wyoming mobile app and get your opinion straight to the studio with K2 radio
2: 8 36 the time it's wake up Wyoming I'm gonna go back to a story that I was talking about just a moment ago but I want you to hear a different perspective and this is hysterical. To me, it is anyway. I was talking to you folks about here in the state of Wyoming how the electric bill is about to go up. And it has a lot to do with not just, uh, you know, wind and solar, which is not cheaper energy by far. And it's definitely not cleaner or greener or sustainable. So it's costing us a lot. Then your state government passes a law regarding carbon sequestration, which is further going to raise your electric costs now that's not the only thing that's raise your electric bill but it's going to go up okay from wyoming public media you know they're going to try to do backflips to get this story out the way they want you to hear it so from wyoming public media it says have you noticed your electric bill going up well there's a lot of reasons why Everything from volatile fossil fuel markets to extreme weathers to efforts to save Wyoming's coal industry, which have all been thoroughly covered by wildfile. So state lawmakers are proposing several bills for the upcoming budget session. They aim to keep rates affordable and electricity reliable. But some say these efforts are making it more confusing. Story says many of these bills sprang out of a historic rate hike request in the past year. And you guys all remember that one, right? So the state's largest utility, Rocky Mountain Power, proposed an almost 30% rate increase to Wyoming customers, electric bills, and so on. And a lot of people were horrified. All right, so skipping ahead here. Increasing the cost is a real burden for people. Wyoming uh, Public Service Commission tries to balance the burden while also trying to be fair to the utility, like uh, allowing them to recoup costs and make a little profit, too why should they make a little profit i'm okay with them making a lot of profit that's okay they're a business as long as they do it honestly all right the commissioner's chair mary throne explained in a past meeting that they can't negotiate better deals for rate players quote when the evidence supports a rate increase the commission lacks the authority to deny the application for that rate increase so let me just pause right there so Hey, Wyoming legislators, would you like to cut back on that rate increase that we out here in Wyoming have to pay? I can tell you one surefire way to make our utility bills cheaper right now. End carbon sequestration. That's one. Two, quit artificially supporting wind and solar. Let them make it on their own. That would help a lot right there. All right. So the story says from Wyoming Public Media, ultimately, Rocky Mountain Power's rate gain hike request was scaled back, partly due to the calculation error on the company's part. Please. It was not a calculation error on the company's part. The company's going to put out as much as they can. It's negotiation, like when you go to buy a car or a house. There's what they're asking for and what they know they're going to have to negotiate down to. But the threat of such a giant hike was too close for comfort for lawmakers. So, quote, all right, welcome to another special session. Jared Olson, Republican Cheyenne, Joint Corporations Electric and Political Subdivisions Committee. We've got a pretty aggressive agenda in front of us. We have to work through it this morning, he says. So lawmakers spent days crafting bills that attempt to regulate what kind of cost a utility can pass on to its customer attorney shannon anderson is with the powder river basin resource council an advocacy group and they've tracked the bills closely she said they're uh, it's a good faith effort sort of like trying to address the issue of how do we better protect Wyoming utility customers from outside forces that may be impacting utility rates anderson said but she added that, to some extent it's already doing what they can with these bills the legislators just need to kind of let them go and do their job like senate file 22 which requires the state to create standards for what is reliable electricity so this one comes from the idea that uh, really a misconception The story says of some degree or more on renewable energy is going to be less reliable for customers. Hang on. Let me back that up. So this woman says, so this one comes from that idea and really a misconception to some degree that the grid is more dependent on renewable energies and is going to be less reliable for customers. Well, I will say this We do know first off Renewable energies are not renewable Quit calling them that They're not And they are less reliable And more expensive So we have reason to be concerned Basically there's concern Over how consistent wind and solar can be Some lawmakers think That traditional power is more reliable Several other bills uh, Get a general trust About wind and solar Well, okay, fact of the matter is coal and natural gas are more reliable. They are, obviously. Uh, Then there are other bills that try to prop up uh, organic fuels. It says fossil fuels here, I'm correcting it. Like Senate uh, File 25, which deals with utilities retiring coal plants. With that, there comes, this is a quote, some uncertainty about actual decommissioning costs of the coal plants. I don't even care about that we need affordable, reliable energy, so coal and natural gas. So the bill requires a third party to study what the actual cost might be. Uh, Quote, it's really duplicative of what the utility already does, the commission said. So the broader concern is that by further regulating utilities, it could have unintended, uh, unintended effects. Something that looks like uh, on its face, it's going to benefit customers, said Sam Shumway, director of AARP. But ultimately, it's just increasing costs for the utility, who then turns and passes it on to the customer and ends up, uh, pausing in here. You see what they're not getting into? What is causing the rate increases? we talked about this at the beginning of this hour. What is actually causing rate increases? Well, what actually does it is going to more expensive, less reliable energy, wind and solar, and then turning to the reliable, affordable utilities and saying that they have to engage in expensive, useless things like carbon sequestration. Rather than trying to write all sorts of regulations to control the utilities, get the roadblocks out of the way and let the market take over. The story goes on to say, now, if your head is spinning from all of this talk, some way said you're not alone. It's super technical. It doesn't have to be technical. As for Rocky Mountain Power, in an email, Wyoming Public Radio, the company said it's committed to working with legislators to help them understand and be aware of potential consumer impacts under policy considerations. And then there's summaries in the story here about this, and it really comes down... That's why when I said to you a while back, I wrote a book called The Uncomplicated Life, right? And it's my way of looking at things in just a less complicated way, which oftentimes I find the best solutions out there are the least complicated solutions when you understand it simply. And here again, when we quit lying about it and go to the truth of the matter, wind and solar are more expensive despite all of the heavy subsidies, they're not sustainable or affordable or reliable. That's a big part of the problem right there. So quit artificially supporting them. Next, quit telling the affordable, reliable companies like natural gas and coal that they have to do something as useless as sequester carbon, which is going to cost them billions of dollars. And those billions of dollars are going to be passed on to you. Solve that, and our utility prices are not going to continue to go up. In fact, they might even go down quite a bit.
0: 845, wake up. Local and mobile across Wyoming and beyond with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio.
2: 8.48 is the time. Off we go to the Icebox. Frank Gambino is waiting by. There's a television show, Frank, and some people really love stuff. I've watched a couple of episodes. It's really fun. It's about big machines, right? Big machines. Big machines. And one of them, see. there's a uh, tow truck company in Cheyenne. The Weather Channel has this show on. And they featured Big Al's tow truck. This sucker is... You've seen the tow trucks that pull the big semi-trucks? Is that one of them? This could haul several sem- semi-trucks. Oh, wow. Yeah. A jumbo big Oh, Al. my Lord. I mean, I've seen them big before, but Big Al's is holy big. Al is big. Al. In fact, they could have used not just Al. They could have used his entire Italian name on the back of this truck and fit it in just fine. Okay. In, yes. in bull type. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's huge here. And so they show in the picture on the cover of the story here, see, there's a Big Al main tow truck. There's another truck that's still massive, but it's half his side. And then they have some other equipment behind. Uh, Here's a dump truck and some other kind of rig that they carry equipment in. All of these are big trucks, and the main tow truck is pulling all of those other trucks. Oh, Grande. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, these guys, they make a lot of money. As you can imagine, I know this is going to throw you here, but they work I-80. No. Yeah. Yeah. So there's
5: no shortage of business, I'm sure. I'm sure
2: absolutely none. I would also say with the size and weight of this rig, snow is never a problem for them. Well, no, it, it eats it up. Yeah. I mean, it'll just crush anything down. In fact, if a mountain is in the way and there's no
5: road around it or a tunnel, don't worry about it. So my guess is it's not just towing, I mean, it's towing vehicles. Yeah. out of the ditch. Sure. Uh, yes, because first you got to get that, them,
2: that are in deep snow. I think you're right about that. First, they got to get them out to before they can tow them back. Yeah, get, getting them out is the is is the trick, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I look at the okay for those people who let's say live in the single wide trailer. You would be envious about how spacious this tow truck is.
5: Oh, is it first class. Oh my lord! It certainly looks that way to me. Right on. All right. The National Football League season did end yesterday in Las Vegas with the Super Bowl, and Kansas City won their second straight world championship, beating San Francisco in overtime 25-22. After the 49ers kicked the field goal on their overtime possession, the Chiefs responded with a 75-yard drive that ended with quarterback Patrick Mahomes throwing a three-yard TD pass to McCole Hardman. Mahomes had a terrific game, 34-46 for 333 yards, two touchdown passes, and an interception. He was named the Super Bowl MVP for the third time in his career. For San Francisco, they had a 10-point lead, but they didn't score in the third quarter. That really hurt them. The 49ers now have lost two Super Bowls in the last four years and now one of five teams to lose their last three Super Bowls. Their last win was back in 1994. Women's College Basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls, had a rough outing at Boise State on Saturday, losing 56-42 to to drop them to 14-9 and overall, 9-3 in Mountain West play. Boise State is 16-8 overall, 7-4 in league play. It was apparent prior to this game that the Cowgirls needed to play better uh, as opposed to their two previous games before the Boise State game, but that did not happen. That 42-point total was the lowest output of the season. Melina Peterson had 16 points on 5 of 11 from the field, but Allison Ferdigan and Emily Melima uh, combined for 4 points on 1 of 12 shooting from the field. Plus, UW turned the ball over 18 times, and they will be at Colorado State on Saturday in Fort Collins. Juco basketball from over the weekend. The Casper College women are 20-5 and five on the year after a 66-53 win over Western Wyoming on Saturday in Rock Springs even though Casper was 2 of 18 from the three-point line. Casper College men got to 17-8 with a 104-84, 101-84 win over Western Wyoming. Abdul Bashir led the T-Birds with 32. He was 9 of 18 from the three-point line. Both Casper College teams will be at home on Thursday to host Gillette College. LCCC men's basketball team, Milo Cheyenne, lost to Central Wyoming College in Riverton on Saturday, 91-82. So they're 14-12. The L-Trip women beat Central Wyoming over the weekend, 72-68. They're 11 11- 11 and 13 on the season. The Golden Eagle teams will host Eastern Wyoming on Saturday. High school indoor track and field, Casper won a huge meet on Saturday. On the girls' side, Laramie took first. Kelly Wall second, Natrona third. A couple of freshman runners, Laney Berryhill of Laramie, Maggie Matson of Cheyenne East, won events the 400 and 1600 respectively for the boys. Natrona first, with Kelly Wall second, Cheyenne Central third. Natrona's Caden Lee won the high jump as he won 6'8 and also won the triple jump at 45 feet 2 inches. That's it in sports.
2: So, Okay, here's something that kind of gets me here. Let's say you got a team, we'll just say, that made it to four Super Bowls in a row but lost four times. And Buffalo did that. Yeah, (laughs) and people will go ahead and complain, well, you lost four Super Bowls. Yes, they will. Okay. As as opposed to
5: saying, you know what, you you made it it to four
2: Super Bowls in a row. I, I would say that I would congratulate them on making four Super Bowls in a row. However,
5: you know, with what they are remembered by. Yes is losing for a Super Bowl. This
2: it reminds me, I was talking to an uh, airline pilot uh, one day, and he said, you know, the takeoff is great, the flight is great, everything's great about it. That moment, that second when he touches the airplane down, that's all anybody. If it's a yeah. bad touchdown, <laughs> everybody hates the entire flight. Yeah. All right, thank okay. you. For Let's wake up one hour. Six a time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. My name's Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It's a Monday and open phones. 888-97-Woods is the number. As you know, we're in an election year. And because of that, a lot of you are going to get on social media, if you haven't already, and get really political, as, even as we get closer, especially as we get closer toward different races that are going to happen in your community and across country. And unfortunately, you're going to have to have a lot of these discussions on social media, and they're not going to be cooperative. Today's show is sponsored by the original cell phone hairbrush. Talk about looking good. While you're talking on the phone, you could be brushing your hair. So, okay. Zuck Zuckerberg wants you distracted, says Breitbart News. Instagram threads to stop recommending political content. That's the first thing they're going to do. Well, here's how it works. I do play around on Instagram because, you know, for me, social media is a couple of things. Well, one, it's part of what I have to do in this business, in media business, to reach out to people. We have to use social media. So I do that. Also, between friends and family and other people who just have common interests like I do, it's a great way just to chat with people. So I like social media for that. What I don't trust social media to do is if I want to say something that's actually important that they're going to let other people see it. Now, for Instagram, for those who don't know, Instagram is primarily communicating by pictures and video. So let's say you go somewhere interesting and you see something interesting. Take a picture of it. Post it on Instagram for everybody to see. It's quick communication. You hold up your cell phone. You go click. Then you just send Instagram and they go. That's it. And for those people who are, and I get this from time to time, well, I'm not tech savvy. There's no tech savvy. You hold up your phone and you push the button that takes the picture and when the picture pops up which happens instantly you just select it to go to instagram and it goes and post it on your account you're done there's no tech savvy here that's it and people can see where you are and what you're doing if you want them to right or you can go to other social media platforms where you can carry on conversations with people and post a lot of text and things like that Mark Zuckerberg's Instagram threads will no longer recommend political content on their media platforms. Now, here's the next thing. When you're using social media, social media it has some artificial intelligence involved. It takes a look at what you like to look at, what you click on, what you like, what you share. Based on that, it recommends more of it. Hey, the Internet's a big place. Here's some more people. And organizations that are posting things that you seem to be interested in based on your traffic so the first thing they're going to do is not include any political conversations don't follow these people don't even we're not even going to acknowledge that they exist quote if you decide to follow accounts that post political content quote you know we don't want to get between you and their posts but we also don't want to proactively recommend political content for you to follow, they said in a press release. Well, okay, hang on. Part of that's not true. Because I can go ahead and post something that's funny. And, you know, I I do that all the time. I think of something funny. I make a meme out of it. I post it. And it gets a lot of traction. It goes all over the place because people think it's funny. But if I post something... And, yeah, if you can imagine, I've got thousands of followers, right, on, on Facebook alone. That's because of what I do, because I'm in the media business. And so if I post something, thousands of people see what I posted. If I post something that's political in nature or just something in general that Facebook disagrees with, nobody seems to see it. Really interesting how that works. And when I first started noticing that, I was at this is some years ago. I started asking other people, Does that happen to you? Oh, yeah. Story says the meta owned social media platform suggests that this uh, change is being made because, quote, we want Instagram and threads to be a great experience for everyone. Yeah, but that's what some people want to get into. Instagram added that the change also is an extension of our existing approach to how we treat political content. Your quote, we don't proactively recommend politics, but now if it surfaces. Now, in other words, what they're trying to say is if you want to go seeking out political content, you can go ahead and do that. If that's what you want to seek out, which I'm in favor of. Hey, okay, you know that. But it's when they suppress it that gets me. The areas of Instagram that will be affected by this change explore reels, um, in feed recommendations, suggested users. Instagram see, this is also part of networking though, because it's those suggestions that helps me find other like minded people that I want to talk to. But all right. Instagram added that this will not affect how users are shown content from accounts that they've already chosen to follow. And again, my answer is yes, it does. I know it does. Because I will post stuff. Sometimes, on occasion, I post something that's opinionated on social media. And nobody sees it. I know nobody sees it because I can watch the numbers. How many people are engaged with this? How many people saw this? How many people did this pass in front of? Pretty much nobody. Nobody. Because it had some kind of a content that they considered at uh, that Zuckerberg's crew considered to be controversial. Now it's not like there's spe- specifically people there that are repressing content in this way. It's not. It's not really that. It's more like they cre- They created a computer algorithm and that algorithm seeks out and suppresses things. The company also noticed that professional accounts will be able to check their eligibility to be recommended based on whether they recently posted political content. And so if you post political content, they might just remove your eligibility to be seen by other people at all. So, okay, let's say you're somebody who you really never do. You just post fun things. What a lovely snow you had in your backyard. This is something silly your cat did. You know, stuff like that. And you're always posting fun, whimsical things. Then one day you share a political opinion. Whoops. And Because you did that, now you're scarred. Now they're going to start to push down how many people they recommend you to or how many people can see your stuff because you said something political. As Breitbart News previously reported, head of Instagram announced last summer that Facebook ex-Twitter clone uh, threads will will not encourage hard news and politics claiming that their social media platform was an app for users who are interested in a less angry environment. Now, the answer to all of this, of course, is if that's what they want, it's their company, they can do whatever they want. There are many other social media platforms out there that you can go to. And when Facebook really blew it a while ago and was busted doing all of this a while ago, uh, quite a few people did go other to social media platforms. I even tried to as well, but I found a lot of those other social media platforms were lacking. They weren't as good as Facebook. It was very hard to navigate them, and so they didn't keep new users for very long. I'm hoping somebody comes along that takes all of this over. I was glad when uh, Twitter was taken over and was open more to actual free speech. <laughs>
3: Hey there boys and girls or whoever else you identify as Welcome to Woke Radio W-O-K-E Woke Radio W-O-K-E Here are some hot (laughs) tracks for your commute across the basement to the office don't tell mom, she's upstairs and she thinks you're
0: looking for a job Honestly, he's just happy to be here Catch Glenn Woods on Wake Up Wyoming. Weekdays at 6 on air on Alexa and on the Wake Up Wyoming app.
2: 9 21's the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming and Triple 97 Woods, is the phone number. That's 8897 W O O D S. You can talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject fine by me. Off we go to Mills, Wyoming. Hey,
3: Jude. Good morning. Um, I sent you the article. It was uh, Dick Storm's Thoughts on Energy Education, Mm -hmm. Economic Prosperity, and Environmental blog. Well, he's got a new book out, and he's really a good guy. I mean, I've I've read a couple of his books already. Um, This is the minimum of the required bulk power supply for 100% carbon-free electricity by 2050. You would need one million wind turbines of 2.5 megawatts hour each. You would need 881 nuclear plants comparable to Vogtol Unit Two and Three. Uh, Four million megawatts of solar. A uh, leap in battery technology for electric storage. And hope for a miracle. This should all be pointed out that the above refers to replacement of primary energy from fossil fuels for electricity generation to be replaced by carbon-free sources. Reminder, bulk power power electricity requires about 37% of primary energy. The other 63% of primary energy is used for motor vehicles shipping, industry production, jet fuel, heating of homes, commercial buildings, cooking, food production, and agriculture. The reality of transition to renewables, according to Mr. Beams, uh, uh, summarized in two statements. It's impossible for the United States to achieve net zero carbon by 2050. And here, you're going to love this one. Number two, CO2 is not an existential threat to mankind. Right. Okay, conclusions. There are limited mining production facilities produce the metals, to build batteries, EVs. Wind, whether offshore or on land, requires enormous acreage. Wind and solar provide intermediate and not dispatchable generation. This is a great article. I'm going to post it on my uh, Facebook page. And number seven, it, it goes to 10, but I don't want to take too much time. China controls much of the critical materials and manufacturing for these projects. The required number of nuclear power plants cannot be designed, manufactured, or constructed by 2050. Okay, this just, you know, it's just the beginning of it. If you read this entire story, it's really good. And you can find it on DickStorms, P-R-O-B-I-Z org, And he's got a bunch of other good stories up there. We know this is a boondong, we know that they're only in it because of the subsidies. If we cut the subsidies, these things would blow away like the wind. Mm -hmm. So there's Monday.
2: Yeah, which is all I've been asking all along is you want to put up wind and solar? Fine. Do it on your own money. And if you're successful, congratulations. If it fails, then it fails.
3: Oh, here. Here's a good part. Uh, The figure above shows a modern farm tractor, Okay. The table below shows the sources of 94% of primary energy used during the year of 2022. Wind and solar provide less than 6% of our primary energy. Petroleum, 35.8. Natural gas, 33.4. Coal, 9.1. Nuclear, 8.5. Wind is number 5, yeah. 3.84. Biom- hydroelectric, 2.1. Solar, 1.8, geothermal, 0.21. I mean, these guys, they're, they're, they're in dreamland. And I think this is just another, I don't know, boom dog money laundering thing, because if you take the subsidies out, like you and I have said, they wouldn't be building them if they had to use their own money. Right. So that's why I keep saying, Wyoming people, you need to wake up. These guys are out to kill our energy industry, and that kills your farming, and that kills your job.
2: And currently, the Wyoming legislators, along with our governor, are helping. Oh, yeah. Oh,
3: yeah. And like I said, I think there are 70 of them that need to go. Yeah. And that's anyway, that's Monday.
2: Okay, I've got a story coming up, I'm going to let you go, that has to do with uh, Biden's solar plan and how much acreage Biden wants.
3: Oh, I know. Oh, it's astronomical. Look at what they've done in other countries.
2: Yeah, Thousands of acres tied up in just that crap. All right. Thank you, Judy. Okay. So let's take a look at the story here. Because while she was talking about this, I looked up the story I came across this morning. Uh, wasted solar plan will sacrifice 22 million acres of public land. And they think it's to fight climate change. Quote, the American public could embrace the latest evolution of of shared domain, or we could reject further industrial development of our public lands and instead preserve them for the sake of wildlife habitat. We've talked about that here in Wyoming. Healthy ecosystems and scenic hikes while requiring, again, they say renewables. I'm not going to use that. These are not renewable energy. Wind and solar companies to find other places to build. So should we choose... Now here again it says clean energy no it's not clean energy should we choose wind and solar or conservation right now president biden is trying to thread the needle the biden administration released a long-awaited western solar plan last month laying out a vision where sprawling solar farms would be allowed and they would be blocked across 11 western states including california the plan covers 162 million acres by the Bureau of Land Management and tentatively concludes that companies should be able to propose solar projects across 22 million acres, roughly about the size of Maine. This is what they're asking for straight out. They want, about 22, they want an area the size of Maine. You do not need that much area if you're using coal or natural gas or hydrothermal. You don't need I know you need a lot of area for the water, but making a lake is a good thing. So, in episode 414 Destruction of Conservation, there's a discussion say a podcast, Western Solar Plan and its six proposals. And that include one to raise down or cut down. 22 million public land acres across 11... How's that good for the environment, by the way? Let's see. Uh, Affected would be Arizona, California, Colorado, Idaho, Montana, Nevada, New Mexico, Oregon, Utah, Washington, and Wyoming. So we're included in a big part of this. You know, I tell you what. Since I just read that story on the air, I'll go ahead and do a little more research on it. And I'll... And include that in a story tomorrow that I'll write up for you guys, but also talk about on the air so we can get into some more details on this. And I just would love, I'm going to have to, I will, I'll send a note to the author of this article. Would you please quit using their terminology? Quit calling it renewable and, you know, and stuff like that. Please stop doing that or clean energy. It's not Coming up on 930, local news coming away right after local news update on the weather forecast. You and I get back into it again. 888-97-Woods, the phone number, wake up Wyoming. Thirty K two Radio nine thirty six. The time it's wake up Wyoming. So here's an interesting story that kind of got my attention uh, early this morning. I mean, really early. You were still sleeping. Intellectuals for sale. Now, a lot of times I hear folks say that if you really want to know where the science is going, follow the money, and that can often be the case. Now. To be fair, there's a lot of good scientists out there doing really great work. So many of the innovations we have today are because of incredible scientists doing incredible things. But still, some people, they get a job after they got their degree in science. Now they've got to get to work. And part of just doing scientific studies can be they have to write for grant money. And in order to get grant money, they have to say the right things. Or they won't get the grant money. And they have to come to certain conclusions or they won't get the grant money. And there are scientists who do that. In fact, college professors who are also scientists in order to move up, even just regular scientists in order to move up, you have to get published in prestigious journals. Well, those prestigious journals will not cover somebody unless they are saying the right thing. The approved thing. All right, here's the story. In the first week of March of 2020, as the news of a virus was everywhere, intellectuals associated with Yale and Harvard University's public health penned a letter expressing the conventional wisdom of the movement. We should not lock down, they said. That harms the poor and vulnerable populations. Travel restrictions achieve nothing. Quarantine if it is deployed at all, said the letter, should only be for the very sick and only in the interest of health of the community. Government should never abuse its power, but instead find the least restrictive measure that still protect, protects the community of health. Now, these were writers from Harvard and Yale universities. The letter writers gathered signatures. They found 800 others in their profession to sign on course the whole text was disregarded by governments it's not what governments wanted to hear reading it now we will find that it makes mostly the same points as the great um, well a declaration that came out seven months later after the document which was wrongly seen as partisan many of the people who signed the original letter from yale and Harvard universities signed the new letter Calling for zero COVID policy and no universal lockdown. So, what happened? Well, it's like the world had turned upside down in a matter of months. ESOs change. Lockdowns happen. Authorities back them. Nobody is as talented as intellectuals in determining the mood of the moment and how to respond to it as they did. Zori says what had been unthinkable was suddenly thinkable. And mandatory belief, those who dissented were dismissed as fringe or crazy. You know, a lot of you listening to this program, you were just fringe, you were just crazy people. It's usually the the best to take people's statements on face and not question the motive behind such shocking turns. But in this case, this was really too much. In the course of barely a few weeks, the entire orthodoxy had changed. And all of the intellectuals had changed with it. What changed all of their minds at once? Signers of the original letter from Harvard and Yale were hardly the ones. Academics, thinkers, authors, major publication pundits all over the world changed suddenly. Those who should have opposed lockdowns switched to favorite once the major nation of the world, others in Sweden for example, had adopted them. So when the government started to adopt them, all the scientists went with it. That was true even of scholars and activists who had made names for themselves in favor of human rights and liberties. Even many libertarians whom you might think as the last side in such a senseless, destructive government policy, they went silent even worse, invented rationales for their measures, their extreme measures of locking things down. It was only in the beginning of the fall of 2020 we heard major fringes who had signed the letter but didn't change, just a few people. And everyone was warning against the vaccines and so on. The people who urged us taking the vaccines included Fauci and many other people who, again, suddenly changed their mind about everything because that's what government did. And where do they get their funding from? Yeah. This is mainly what it all comes down to. Uh, every single scientist, you know, 800-some scientists, that signed a letter saying, don't do all sorts of lockdowns, don't do all sorts of quarantines. They even said masking was useless. I mean, on and on it went. All of those people suddenly changed their mind overnight because the people who provide them their funding suddenly changed their mind overnight or at least wanted to go a different direction. They wanted government lockdowns and et cetera, et cetera. Follow the money. And I've also given you many stories when it comes to the whole climate change thing that there have been scientists recently that have stepped out and said, I'm tired of doing this. I do a study that doesn't agree with the narrative of the official cult of climate change. And it won't get, stu- it won't get published. And I'll be blackballed. But if I say what they want to say, oh, I'm, I'm giving really nice, cushy jobs with good money. So what are they going to do to save their own butts, right? Here, once again follow the money.
3: Things about Wyoming
6: that would drive the rest of the world into a coma, part seven. To this day, you can still legally hang somebody that steals your horse. The smallest town in Wyoming actually has a population of only four people. The name of the town is Lost Springs and the mayor there actually runs a bar called Lost Bar, so you can visit it if you want to. Wyoming is a self-proclaimed jackalope capital of the world. Wyoming
5: is home to the windiest road in America, and that is
4: I-80 between Laramie and Rollin.
0: The best talk show host in the state within his price range tune in to wake up wyoming with glenn woods weekdays at six
2: 9 48's the time off to the icebox we go frank gambino's waiting by so uh frank how
5: many miles does your car have on? Uh? mine mm-hmm. one of them okay i have three yeah. Two hundred and sixty six thousand. Okay. The other one's got about two hundred and I wanna say two seventy nine, two eighty. Okay. And are they running? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The third one I'm not exactly sure because we had to have dash work done and I'm not sure that they reset the thing. So I'm gonna guess yeah. about a hundred and thirty. Okay. So now uh why do you have three cars? There's one well one here. is in Chicago. Oh, so that's okay. that's the Buick. Yeah, you know, it's actually you know it's a two thousand well it's a nineteen ninety eight something like that, and it still runs. Mm-hmm. And so when I go to Chicago, I don't have to rent a car because it's already there, right? And then I have two here: one of my one I drive, and my one of my my kid drives. Okay. That makes sense because I figured maybe your cat had a license or something. Well, no, 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 no. Okay. I, I, I was no. Uh, I, trust me, I had four at one time. Oh my god! And I'm okay. like, why do I have person, so many that? cars? Right. Okay, so now
2: I uh, I asked that because there's a story in Cowboy State Daily, and I realize it's not about the miles. Good. Headline: Cody Man Figures Out How to Sell a Beat Up 30 Year Old Subaru with 219,000 Miles on It i'm thinking 219,000 miles that's even worse than that no no it's all in how you sell it so is so it is it beat up kind of yeah that's but, um, well,
5: that you don't want to really advertise. It's
2: not horrible that. i've seen worse but you can go ahead and advertise it um This isn't the car you want, but it's the car you need. See?
5: (laughs) Yeah. Great for kids out of high school.
2: Yeah. Or Um, in high school. Don't act like you're impressed. See? No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is good stuff. It's Um, a beater. Rob Subarugandy. (laughs) Okay.
5: <laughs> oh, like Ron Burgundy? Yeah, so it kind it's, of. It's, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
2: So a guy texted me who wanted to come all the way from Laramie to get it. Oh. It seemed like everybody in the state was talking about this car. You see, it's because he decided to use self-deprecating humor to sell his beat-up old jalopy there that people started getting interest in it. Sometimes yeah. a, a good sales technique works on a piece of
5: junk. Yeah, maybe it's self-deprecating price also. That's how, how I think. sell this show. Yeah. National Football League season ended yesterday with the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. The Kansas City Chiefs won the big game for the second year in a row, beating the San Francisco 49ers in overtime 25-22. Now, in overtime, on the 49ers' first possession, they kicked a field goal, so the Chiefs had to you know at least kick, get three, and they would have won the game with a touchdown on which they did They drove 75 yards, ended with quarterback Patrick Mahomes throwing a three-yard TD pass to McCall Hartman. Mahomes was just terrific. He was 34-46 of for 333 yards, two touchdown passes, and a pick. He was named the Super Bowl MVP, and that was the third time that's happened in his career. San Francisco had a 10-point lead in the first half, but didn't score in the third quarter, and that really cost them. The 49ers have lost two Super Bowls in the last four years. They're one of five teams now to lose their last three Super Bowls, and their last win in the big game was 1994. Women's College basketball. The way mean Cowgirls had a rough outing at Boise State on Saturday, losing 56-42. So the Cowgirls are 14-9 overall, 9-3 in Mountain West play. Boise is 16-8 overall, 7-4 in league play. It was apparent the Cowgirls needed to play better uh, this weekend as opposed to their previous two games, uh, which they did not. Their 42-point total was the lowest output of the season. Melina Peterson was had 16 points on 5 of 11 from the field, but Allison Furtig and Emily Melima were a combined 1 of 12 from the field for 4 points. Plus, UW turn the ball over 18 times they'll be a Colorado State on Saturday in Fort Collins. Junior College basketball the Casper College women are 20 and 5 after beating Western Wyoming and Rock Springs on Saturday 66 to 53 and they did this even though they were 2 of 18 from the three point line. Casper College men got the 17 and 8 with a 101-84 win over Western Wyoming. Abdul Bashir led the Tigers with 32. He was a remarkable 9 of 18 from the three point line. Both Casper College teams will be at home on Thursday at the T-Bird gym the host Gillette College. The l c men's basketball team out of Cheyenne lost to Central Wyoming calls in Riverson on Saturday, ninety-one eighty-two to drop to 14-12. and The All-Trip Women beat Central Wyoming over the weekend, 72-68. They're 11-13. The Golden Eagle teams will host Eastern Wyoming on Saturday. High school track and field on the indoor circuit. Casper with a huge meet on Saturday. On the girls' side, Laramie took first in the team standings. Kelly Wall, second, Natrona third. A couple of freshman runners, Lainey Berryhill of Laramie, Maggie Matson of Cheyenne's won events, the 400 and 1600, respectively. For the boys, Natrona won the team race with Kelly Walls second, Cheyenne Central third. The Trojans' Caden Lee won the high jump, be cleared six eight, and also won the triple jump, going forty five feet two inches.
2: Okay, now that the Super Bowl is over, can we stop talking about Taylor and her boyfriend? Yeah, yeah, I mean,
5: yeah. I think. Yeah, okay. Well, you know what? If it's trending on Twitter, I see it's. Gonna then, happen, then you, then you, then you sure, cannot avoid yeah, it. Yeah,
2: I figure you know, unless okay, we got two possibilities: uh, they're going to get married or they're going to break up. Or they could get married, then divorce. Either way, one of those is going to happen. And we have to go through all of this all over. Oh, no,
5: yeah, well, you know, but she's got to go back to work. Her next tour stops are in Australia. Yeah, she
2: needs a new album, so she needs to she's break up with them. She's going to put that
5: him. out. She said after the Grammy, she's going to put another one But in order
2: out. to put out the next album, she has to break up with them. No. every No, you don't want to date this woman. She writes songs about the people she broke up with.
5: As long as there's royalties. I don't care uh, what okay. she writes about me. Let's
2: wake up Wyoming.